to Beyond the Void for a podcast. That's right. It's episode 271. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And today we're going to be doing a couple of movies that were sent to us in a haul by MVD Entertainment. If you don't know who MVD Entertainment is, where have you been your whole life? You want to be a collector, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We've actually been uh, working with them for a long while and they sent us out a big care package full of stuff to to review and check out. And I did a a video that's going to be going up this week or already is up. It's so it takes some time for me to get these things out, guys. Apologize. But they sent me a big box of stuff, and two of these films that we're going to be reviewing today is part of it. Uh, MVD Entertainment is a company that does distribution for many different films, or many different boutiques, I should say, that are in the industry right now that you would collect from, including places like Arrow, Troma, we got 88 Films, and more. So, and plus, MVD Entertainment does their own. They do like an MVD Entertainment Rewind thing that they do. And uh, you can check them out. I'm going to be putting a link down below. So if you want to check them out, they have a lot of stuff that you can go through and often have sales. So be sure to check it out. But yes, they sent us out two of the movies. One, they're two of the... Wow, there's like 10 movies. It was a lot. Uh, They sent us Deadly Games from 1982, which is sort of a very different, not typical slasher. And Surf Nazis Must Die from 1987. It's a trauma movie. Yes, it was distributed by Troma. Originally, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a movie that they created, but it does feel like a movie that they created. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, so we figured we'd do something like this. And we changed our plans for the other movies um, because these came in the mail. Right. So we were like, ah, we should do these right away because these just kind of sort of came out. A lot of them. So I wanted to hit, get as close as I could to the release dates of these. So if you guys want to pick these up, you can pick them up. There's links down below. Please check it out. Please give MVD a follow on their social medias and stuff like that. So you know when they're having sales because they do have some good sales. But yeah, so Christina, how you been? What's going on, girl? Nothing much. How about you? <laughs> you always have nothing going on. Come on. What? I know, because all I do is work. Do you want me to talk about yeah, work? Yeah, let's talk it. No, no, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I always try to pretend like I'm interested, at least, when you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike she does for me, when I want to talk about my- That's bull stop. My non-stop. Non- Non-stop ranting? <laughs> It's not, she thinks it's angry. It's just me ranting. He gets, you're angry. It's not anger. I feel the anger. I feel the anger. It is somewhere in between happy 
and angry. That is not happy. That's it, not happy. It, it's perfect perfect sense. It's just ranting. You, you just got to rant sometimes, guys. And that's that's what I do good, I think, sometimes is ranting. I think that's why it, it, the format of the podcast is so great is because I can rant about dumb shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas, like, the YouTube videos, I can't rant. Right. I, I You know, I got to keep it short, simple, to the point, and maybe somebody will watch half the video. <laughs> <laughs> But they watched it. That's all that fucking matters. <laughs> Speaking of which, we did have some new reviews up. We got Leatherface. Oh, wait. I keep saying Leatherface. Fucking Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. We got uh, No Exit. Right. No Exit. Hellbender. That so just you- came out on Shutter. And we got a bunch that we're going to be watching this week as well. So please keep an eye out on YouTube and follow us there. Also, I want to give a shout out to Alan Contation who gave me the idea. And uh, what a fucking hero he is. Not only is he fucking given us and helped us out with a design with his buddy uh, for the podcast, but he also told me that he went to Spotify and rated us. And he was oh, like, nice. hey, you know, something you should tell your listeners is to rate you on Spotify. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. I forgot <laughs> that they did that. And it only took me five weeks to remember it. <laughs> So yeah, thanks, Alan. I appreciate it, man. That's nice. <laughs> so guys, if you if you listen to us on Spotify or if you do not, please follow us and also rate us at the top. You can see it. This will help us get more exposure. And you know, the more exposure we get, the more fruitful it will be for you guys. You see? Because we get okay, we get more yeah. sponsors, <laughs> we get more money, and then we go and buy more gifts for our friends. Oh, I see. See how it works? Right. You wax each other's dicks, you get some Ew, fucking. Stop! <laughs> Nobody's gonna comment, leave reviews now. All right. Well, it doesn't. You don't have to leave a review. It's only rating. They don't have any. Oh, you can't. You oh. don't have to type. And 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 if you're oh, on, that's good to know. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, you do. But oh yeah, you have to. You don't have like, to. You just. You just leave good. Yeah, you say five stars for everything, of course, because quality around here is perfect, and I don't want to fucking hear it. Ow. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but yeah, if you guys could, thank you, please. I know this sounds like a big fucking ad for this beginning of this episode, but I just have a lot to fill you in on, and there's a lot of plans that are happening behind the scenes. I haven't put up the goddamn fucking, the store. We're supposed to do glasses and all this other shit, and I, I, it's just, it's overwhelming. I'm just, I'm one man with one fucking computer. And you need to step up the glasses, because I got my bloody good podcast glass. We do, she's drinking out of it right now. Bloody good film pasta. Pasta. Yeah, pasta. Possum. Pasta. Oh, pasta. (laughs) Bloody good film pasta. Wow, I can't say it. Podcast, Alex. Fuck them, they suck anyway. I don't want to (laughs) fuck. What do you tell it so that people know where to go? Bloody good film podcast. Okay, that's enough. We don't need to promote anything else. Okay, bloody buddies. I love them. They're my friends. We 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 talk online and make fun of each other all the time. So it's nice. And Josh is always wrong. So anyway, so uh, we're going to be talking about these movies today. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots. All right, guys, so we already decided that we are going to pick 
deadly games this week. Pretty, I mean, as soon as we watched it, we kind of figured this would be the movie. We were going to do like a surf Nazi ninja sort of, I don't know what the fuck we were ninja. thinking. I was thinking like, you know, surf ninjas because there's that. And then oh. there's, I was thinking about putting umbrellas, you know, like the like colorful umbrellas. And then I was like, she's no, no way is she going to buy those, nor do we know where to buy them anymore. Right. You know, the little drink umbrellas. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like some 70s shit right there. Totally. Um, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so we decided to pick Deadly Games today for our drink, and you're going to love this. Oh, God. It's called a butt kiss. Why is it called a butt kiss, Alex? <laughs> well, this is a double entendre, okay? Oh, God. I'm very elaborate with my jokes, okay? Whether they're good or not, they're elaborate, all right? Whether you laugh or not, and you better fucking laugh. This is, in the movie, we got Dick Butt Kiss. Who's in the movie? If you know who Dick Buckkiss is and you're, you're about, old, you're 95 years old <laughs> like old. me. He was a football legend. He was one of the biggest linebackers in history. A lot of people loved him. He was huge in the 80s and his dick is huge. They talk about it a lot in this movie as well. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm not joking about that. Um, so <laughs> you're, you're really curious now. I can tell. I can hear him frothing <laughs> over the fucking mic right now. Um. <laughs> So not only that, but Dick Budkiss, right? There's the killer in the movie who smokes a lot. And while I was watching some of the extras and kind of rewatching the, the movie while listening to the commentary and shit like that, because I'm going to be telling you guys all about the extras and stuff that are on these discs uh, in the spoiler free section. But they, the killer smokes a fuck ton in this. And there was just a scene where a bunch of cigarette butts are sitting on the ground. And I said, oh, cigarette butt. Butt kiss. I was like, oh, it's a butt kiss. I get it. You're hilarious. Laugh. I said you're hilarious. <laughs> anyway, it's not that funny. I just it's just kind of ironic, don't you think? It's like rain on a wedding. But I, I was trying to think <laughs> I was trying to think of the lyrics right there. So Christina, why don't you go ahead and fill us in on the ingredients since I've yapped it up enough? Oh right, we're fine. We got two ingredients. It's fifty fifty shot. We got butterscotch Snaps. schnapps. Butterscotch schnapps is I don't know. And then whiskey. That's it. <laughs> she wanted to mix it with vodka at first. And I was like, I don't think butterscotch. I was like, oh, maybe it should be brown. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think butterscotch goes with vodka, honey. And I was like, maybe whiskey or something. And she was like, yeah, whiskey is probably what I was thinking. <laughs> so we'll try okay. it out. Cheers. To Dick Buckkiss no, and cigarettes. <sighs> That's good. Has like a smoky flavor taste. Strong. Yeah, it's the black velvet, but it kind of it kind of zeroes out because like black velvet has that oaky sort of yeah taste taste to it, so it's got that smoky feel. Get it? Smoke? Uh huh. Smoke. But yeah, that was totally planned, by the way. No, but yeah, no, I'm saying it really does have that kind of flavor to it. And then with the butterscotch, it's kind of smooth. I barely even touched it. Anyway, if you would like to try a butt kiss, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section right now. That's it for Horror Shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and tatas of potatas, by the way, of Deadly Games from 1982 and Surf Nazis Must Die from 1987. Not ninjas. <laughs> Nazis, not ninjas. Right.
I did the work on this one. Congratulations. Christina said, oh my God, there's so much to know about this <laughs> this ep- this one. It's more like, I'm going to miss something. There's, there's a lot of it. characters. There's a lot of people that you know in this movie. You should do this one. <laughs> so it's an, in other words, she's like, yeah, I don't feel like working. <laughs> it's because I work in other things. It's okay? fine. I wouldn't trust her to do it anyway. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> And I don't know who Dick Buck this is. Yeah, she didn't know who he was. And I'm like, I'm not that old. I'm only like a year older than you. Like, what the fuck? I don't do sports, so. Well, neither do I. Well, then how do you know who he is? Because I'm a guy, I guess. It's because your dad. Right. Yeah, I've never been a football fan at all. Like, I mean, I watch it. I'll watch the Super Bowl, but I watch it for commercials. (laughs) Yeah, like I watch it just so I can jerk off with my friends a little bit, I guess. But I don't really like it. I've never been a football person. Okay. I've never been a sports person, but my parents put me through T-ball, fucking soccer, fucking, uh, what else did they put me in? Basketball. And I, and I just was like, I don't want to do this anymore. What are you putting me through? <laughs> like, I just didn't feel like a champion. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a guy that watches movies, for Christ's sake. You put me in basketballs and shit? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, which, by the way... Um, I think one of my biggest plays in basketball, I got hit in the head with a basketball. Oh, ow. Pretty cool. That's that. Yeah, it's embarrassing when you're playing in front of a full fucking room full of people. Uh-huh. Pretty cool, huh? Excellent. <laughs> so anyway, Deadly Games came out in 1982. Technically, it was made in 1979. It didn't get any kind of uh, local distribution here in the United States. So there's a long story behind what happened with the distribution on it, but just to understand that the movie was technically made in 1979, the tail end, they say they theorize somewhere in December, but this is a non-traditional slasher. It does a lot of different things and we're going to get into all of that, but this is also a movie that was directed by Scott Mansfield, but this is also a movie that was not the 3615 Code Pierre Noel movie, the co- also called Deadly Games. Oh. The one that Home Alone support supposedly. Oh, yeah. The yeah, that they got Christmas the 4K. Yeah, movie. like the Vinegar Syndrome has the 4K of it or whatever they just That's put out. That's a great movie. Yeah, it really is fun. It's not a like horror movie, but it's fun. Right. I, I like it. Um, this one is also known as The Eliminator in the United States for some reason. They had some weird Eliminator. distribution on that. Death Killer in Germany and. Huh. It was originally called Who Fell Asleep. What? <laughs> Which, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'll get I'll tell you why, but later on oh, okay. when we get into the trivia and stuff like that. But yeah, not a very marketable name, you know. Doesn't sound like something you want to go see in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> Who fell asleep? Well, the whole audience did <laughs> when I heard the name. <laughs> uh but anyway, this uh of of course just got released on by Arrow Films and distributed through MBD Entertainment here on February 22nd. So just a few days ago. And it is about a town that is being terrorized by a mass killer who is murdering women. A young woman is attacked by the killer but escapes. She believes the killer to be either the town's policeman or the manager at the local theater. And she devises a plan to find out which is the actual killer. Tagline, only he will hear you scream. Okay, Mm. that makes sense. Some serious shit going on here. Uh, This is a movie that is directed and written by Scott Mansfield, who went on a direct, who went on to direct a documentary called Women, First and Foremost. I love it when men direct 
movie it's about women. <laughs> yeah, you know, this movie is uh, well. uh, yeah, a different time. It's directed by a man yeah, in the there's, 70s. There's a little bit of mansplaining going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> we mean this jokingly, guys. Of Don't course. freak out, okay? Um, but he also did a movie called Imps. He also did a few shorts called it by, by Edgar Allan Poe, actually. He, uh, a Journey in, in Verse, Shakespeare's Soliloquies. It seems like he's a big fan of Poe in general. So, oh. And just kind of gothy. Ooh. In heart. Spooky. Like he liked to hang out in cemeteries and shit. Anyway, yeah. the cast in this movie is pretty big, so I'll kind of run down it as quick as I can. We got Joanne Harris, who plays Clarissa Jane Louise Keegan Lawrence. I just want Scott to know that's an unnecessary. <laughs> well, it was it was for conversation. In the I guess. Movie. Yeah, I guess, but it's unnecessarily long yeah. <laughs> for no reason. But she she basically played Keegan, the up the bright, cheery girl that's in this movie. She was in movies like Rape Squad, big popular. Are one. you fucking serious? It's actually a feminist movie. Oh, okay. I think it was. Oh, okay. There I was see. another name for it. Well, there's another. She was in Act of Vengeance, 1974, which okay. is also a feminist movie about women killing people who rape. Okay, that's good. Does and that make sense? She does this. <laughs> right. She was in The Beguiled, 1971. She also played a cop as Kate Manners in Most Wanted. You know the TV series Most Wanted? No. <laughs> what is that? Most Wanted, the TV series. What is it, from the 80s? Yeah, it had that guy from the Unsolved Mysteries, I think, in it. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. I think. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. It was before Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You're right. It, yeah. I just don't remember the theme song. I, I just can't remember. Anyway. Because he did two shows, I remember. Yeah, he. Uh, she was the. She was Kate Manners in that. But also, she was a voice actress for a lot of different shows, like Goober and the Ghost Chasers, Oliver and Company, the the, the movie, the animated movie. Okay. The cat one, I think it was. Uh, the Simpsons. She actually, early on, did a lot of the extra voices in The Simpsons. Oh, that's interesting. And she also did the updated Fred, and Fred Flintstone and Friends TV series voice. Uh, different voices in that. It also stars Sam Groom, who plays Roger. He was a big part in the... A weird show back in the day that was pretty popular and kind of forgotten. I think they only had like nine episodes of it, but it was in the 80s called Otherworld about this family that gets trapped in another dimension. So it was like pre like huh. sliders and all that other oh, shit. Wow. Uh, I want to watch it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of curious about it. I think you can pick up the whole thing for like cheap. We also, uh, he was also in Police Surgeon, One Life to Live, Another World, Law and Order and more. We also have Steve Rails back, who was Billy Owens in the movie, the theater operator manager guy with asthma. He was this, he was in the Stuntman, Ed Gein, Life Force, Barbed Wire, Helter Skelter, the TV miniseries as Charles Manson himself. Oh, that was a popular one. Yeah, and uh, there was another movie. It was called Turkey Shoot, aka Escape Three Thousand or some shit like that. Turkey I can't remember. Shoot. Yeah, it's actually a pretty cool movie. It's kind of like um what. The uh, they they have all these prisoners and they put them through these like games to be hunted by rich people. Oh, okay. So it's like a it's like a like a metaphor for right. you know 
right. how they prison and prison people. Uh, they're trying to build a prison. They're trying to build. I a own prison. it, so if you ever want to watch it, I wouldn't mind watching it. It's called. Ar- he was also in Armed and Dangerous, Blue Monkey, which we need to cover. The Visitor TV series. He was a small part as a like a sheriff or like a deputy or something in The Devil's Rejects and more. He's still acting today, by the way. We got Denise Gallic, who or Gaelic, Gallic, I think it is. She played Mary Adams. She was the Joe's wife in the diner, the waitress. Uh, she was in Humanoids of the Deep, the Andromeda Strain TV miniseries, V, the Final Battle TV miniseries, Knott's Landing, Days of Our Lives, and Don't Answer the Phone movie. Soap opera. Yeah. Dick Buckus is in this, of course. He plays Joe Adams. He was a two-time All-American linebacker, a first-round draft pick of the Chicago Bears. The Bears! And uh, Dick played for them from 1965 to 1973, named the All-Pro linebacker seven fucking times. Wait, okay. I think I remember them making fun of him on SNL. Probably because of the 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 Bears. Bears, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Because... He went on to do a lot of, you know, commentary and stuff as a lot of do uh, football guys do. Uh huh. And he's also acted in a lot of different stuff. Like he was in The Last Boy Scout, Gremlins Two, Any Given Sunday, Coach, the TV series. He was in a couple episodes. I think it was like one of those big episodes where they stretch oh. it out. Well, that's fitting. He was in Spontaneous Combustion, Hamburger, the Motion Picture, Blue Thunder TV series, and so much more. We also have Colleen Camp, who I recognize instantly. She plays Randy. She was in Clue, Die Hard. She, she was the, the uh, maid. The maid. In, in yeah, Clue, yeah. The maid. She was in Die Hard with a Vengeance, Wayne's World, Smoking in the Bandit Part 3, Bruce Lee's Game of Death, Police Academy 2. Their first assignment is technically what it's called. She was Kirkland, and she played uh, Kirkland in Part 4, Citizens on Patrol. Every time, baby. <laughs> she was in Daryl, the robot kid movie, the D dot A dot, you know, fucking Daryl. I don't know. It was about a kid with a microchip in his head, and he was oh. like super smart and can play video games really well. And mm-hmm. like he was he like, had a microchip like a dog. I was like a he was like part <laughs> of a, a science experiment or some shit right. for some like using the military the defense contract shit, you know. Oh. But it's a really good movie. I loved it as a kid. Uh, sorry, guys, we're derailing like a motherfucker, but this is just the way it is in my head. It's um, okay. It's worth it. <laughs> last action hero, Speed 2 Cruise Control. She's still acting today, and she has four fucking uh, movies coming out. Oh, my god! That are in post or already finished. Wow. That's cool. Yep. Good for her. Uh, we also have Jerry Ray Mansfield. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, Scott Mansfield is her husband. Who's Scott Mansfield? The director. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you're following along, Christina, with all the listeners. I, I space. Anyway, I'm just, here, I'm just here to help. Just here to help. She played Susan, aka Sudi, is a is a shit. She was in Vegas, the TV series, which was back in the '80s. Uh, the Lord of the Rings animated movie. She did some voices for. She did some work in Chips and Deadly Games was her last movie. Believe it or not, she She's actually went on. Yeah, she uh, after this. They started a production company, which I'll get into more details on. And she's been nominated for a bunch of from a lot of magazines as like women to watch because she's like so involved in so many different fucking things and mm-hmm. so many different organizations for kids and AIDS and things like that. She, she's been she's really cool. So they have her in the extras in the uh, in the movie. So 
Um, but yeah, then that's pretty much it. Um, uh, I don't have a budget on this one. I did, couldn't find one anyway. Christina, hello. What did you think of this fine film? Well, Alex, this film started off okay. It was okay. It is obviously a slasher. It's like trying to be a slasher. I don't know what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> with all these fucking useless characters. I mean, they're there is a like, lot in this movie. They just but... like pop up and like you don't even, and then you can't even fucking follow like who's who. Well, it kind of made me reason. excited because like the more characters, the more depth. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, this <laughs> so like the there was a girl murdered in the in the beginning, and then the sister of the murdered woman um, shows up. And her character is so fucking annoying. Well, she, she becomes gradu- annoying. She gradually comes more and more annoying as the movie goes on. It's really in the last 20 minutes, really. Yeah. No, well, no, it's like a gradual. I, I thought she was adorable up until the last 20 minutes. I, it was a gradual annoyance, okay? <laughs> gradual annoyance. And then she tries to start a relationship with a married cop, which was weird, and then he has like this creepy friend, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, oh, I don't know who the killers are. Oh God, <laughs> which yeah. one's the killer? <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything. You're skirting around it, though. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of montages. Oh my God. Well, one in particular like, that's really like out there. Yeah, and it's annoying music. It's almost annoying. like <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ad against monogamy. <laughs> Like there's this whole town, and like it doesn't even it, Everybody everybody's fucks. fucking each other. Like it's, okay, it's, it's like the soap operas, honey. That's cool if that's your thing, but Jesus fucking Christ! I, yeah, I mean, Jesus is in there too, slapping yeah, it around, like wagging the, his dick and shit. Yeah, he's putting nails in people. <laughs> you're out of, you're, you're out of Happy Easter. Anyway, but the whole soundtrack was weird. Right, the background music, but and then th- when the movie ends, it just ends. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But I did. I'm sorry, I didn't. Well, what really... else? Did, I mean, tell you know, what did you think? Did what were some? Did you like the kills at all? Any movie? Did you not as much? Okay, they, they were brief. Okay, and fast. I gave it a three out of ten. Mm. So there Rough. you go. Yeah. What'd you think? Well, I feel. This is a very bizarre movie. <laughs> Not in the sense of like doing crazy stuff on the screen, but the the weird idea that everyone in this movie is written pretty insane. Like the things that they say and do is not how normal people react or talk, in my opinion. And I don't know if that's just because it's like been a while. Since you've seen people. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I don't know. I'm not saying people haven't had talked like this in, 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 in life. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird to see in a movie, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, it feels... Yeah, but but we've watched other movies from, you know, this era. Well, and it's, it's not... Maybe it's just a certain subset of people that I'm not used to being around. That could be it. I've talked about this. Like, my I mean, friends are very open. You know, sexually open. Like, a which lot of them... Fine. Which is fine. It's not, you know, like, I have no issue with it is what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, no kink shame. <laughs> like, whatsoever. So... <laughs> For example, have you guys ever wondered what women talk about when you're not around? All the time. Sex. <laughs> Greasy, filthy, fuckstick sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we talk all about. All the time. <laughs> all we talk about, Alex. Yeah, in fact, not just the women. 
But all the men and pretty much the kids and everyone in this fucking town, that's all they talk about in this entire movie, which is fine. Again, I have friends. They're very open about their things and they don't care. And I I don't mind either. I don't give a shit. I'm not having sex with them. (laughs) Now, again, I'm not kink shaming when it comes to this stuff, nor am I preaching that this is some sort of woke some sort of woke rhetoric or whatever. They literally do not stop talking about this stuff. It's so overly done that it kind of makes you wonder how this script even got off the ground a little bit, you know? Like, was this written by a porn movie maker? You know, like, is it just a thing of the times? Is it, you know, I don't know. Like, it just feels like there's no offense whatsoever here, but good Lord, man. (laughs) When it stops talking about sex, it has... It gets into some annoying dialogue and annoying quirkiness and stuff like that, which is kind of authentic in some regard. That's how people are. But this is kind of like the so bad it's good kind of dialogue that, you know, is going to ask you're going to ask yourself, why do these big name actors and professional stars talk and act this way? You know what I mean? Like that's I know I'm going on and on about this, but I'm just saying it's very evident. And throughout the whole movie, I was laughing because of all the shit that they were saying. There is good acting in this film, by the way. It's not like, it's actually played pretty straight and everything is like perfectly normal. It's just the dialogue was just so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe the idea got muddled up and changed a lot or, you know, perhaps they didn't know what the hell they were writing. <laughs> but it's just odd to me. And I, it has this kind of interesting idea that a killer is killing people based on some sort of board game that they have and it's like shoots and ladders meets monopoly and it's like got like horror icons in it so i thought like maybe they were gonna be killed off by fucking this guy dressing up as like different monster characters right turns out no this just a you just get to see a black glove rolling dice and moving cards for no reason because they make no attempt whatsoever to explain how the game works or how it's connected to the murders at all, which it just literally like seven times in the movie, it just shows a hand moving dice or smoking a cigarette over the board or whatever. And it's just, it really is confusing. And I really wish that this movie would have sort of incorporated the rules so that we could have kind of understood why, but I, it doesn't, I don't know. You got a large group of friends who all hang out daily that decide to gossip about each other and people first before reacting to their immediate friends dying all the time. Like, it's so weird. Like, they're they're these people seem immediate, like fast friends or whatever you want to call it. Like, like they've been friends forever and they will always be friends and they will never leave each other's side. And the first thing they talk about when they see each other is not that their friend died. But the gossip of one of the other people mm-hmm. about each other. Like the town gossip. Right. Like, it's so bizarre to me. It's like, when you want to talk about your friend dying first. Well, there was even a scene with the mother and the daughter. Ah, and the, I was oh, getting there. That, oh, I'm sorry. Like, this, what she was just about to bring up, I wrote this down. Like, I kid you not, a sister finds out her sister died. She goes to her mother, who <laughs> should be and probably would be grieving about that news that happened literally yesterday. And instead of crying together and talking about her sister right away, they gossip and make joke towards each other. Jokes about everybody. And about her getting with a guy. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, decide to start talking about their dead 
sibling. Right. Like, what the fuck? It's weird. <laughs> it is so bizarre to me. Like, nobody acts that way. And, and if they do, they're probably void of a soul. Fucking narcissistic. Or sociopaths. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't like. I don't know what they're trying to say about the swinger crowd, but I don't think they're all empty. Soulless. <laughs> Soulless Soulless people. dicks and vaginas. <laughs> Just a mash of dicks and vaginas. And <laughs> That's it. A lot of lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> But if you can get past the, you know, that kind of weird shit that I've been going on and ranting about, <clears throat> some of the kills are actually okay. A lot of the shots are very, actually well shot and lit, too, for the time. It's like, it's kind of unique and different, although there is some really obligatory fucking nude scenes in this, which, you know, is par for the course for a slasher. I have no issue with that. Different kind of sexual revolution for its time, I'm sure. You know, than we have today, you know, it's it is made in the late 70s, for Christ's sake, technically. So it's a lot of older nudity nowadays, huh? Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> it's like I don't really don't mind the atmosphere in some of the scenes where the killer and stuff like that. I thought it was actually kind of cool. That is like post fucking Halloween. Maybe the toolbox murderers. The I don't. There's a couple of things because the character, the 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 killer in this movie wears a mask, and it reminds me of like if you've ever seen Prom Night, the guy wears like a ski mask. Oh yeah. And and in the toolbox, he's kind of got the same getup. <clears throat> but you'll you'll definitely find out when the dialogue kicks back in because it'll jerk the fucking tone of the movie away from itself mm -hmm. pretty quickly, and it's it's really weird because you don't know if you're watching like a romantic comedy or a drama or a slasher or even a horror movie because it's just all over the place and and like you know for the times you would normally have younger kids playing the roles of these characters but this is like married families and like talking about their kids and shit getting picked off so that's really different than in your normal slasher i still think that the movie's enjoyable in the so bad it's good way, like if you know what I just told you about going in, you'll marvel at some of the crazy shit that they say and laugh at it. The certain situations that they're in, some of the deaths, they say some of the craziest shit that I'm like, there's no way that right. they would say that. But I don't know. I'm kind of glad that I got sent this because I did enjoy my time because I was laughing a lot. I, I really couldn't stop slapping my head or laughing at it, which is, you know, no offense to the movie. It is what it is, you know. Not trying to be mean here to anybody that created this film or anything like that. I know that they put hard work into this. Oh, of course. you can tell by the acting that it is. Yeah, it's a it's like a mainstream movie that is just you know kind of caught up in some weird uh, slasher topping because it almost feels like the slasher element is just kind of like in the way. Right. Which is you know doesn't make this for the, like an ultimate slasher like a lot of slasher fans want. But I'm sure if you're a slasher fan. I mean, you'll love it just the same because there's some pretty cool moments in the film, but you're going to have to, it's going to get bogged down by a lot of the drama and a lot of the sexual conduct and a lot of the, well, I don't mean conduct is in like they're fucking because that wouldn't be so bad, I guess, oh my God. <laughs> but the drama is pretty thick in here. It's thicker than the lubricant that you would probably want okay, in this movie. People are eating. You gotta stop. <laughs> so anyway, so. On an S big scale, I'm a little bit more lenient when it comes to films. I would say that this is probably a 4.5 or a 5 for the S big scale. Now, for most people, that means that this would be a very low score. 
for a movie, but because it is competently shot and because it is competently acted, I still think it's not a it's not a bad film. It's just doing some very different things, specifically the end, which I did not like. Right. And the other thing that I don't like about this movie is, is that it is so painfully obvious who the fucking killer is that you're like not surprised by the end. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be this really big reveal how they end it. And it has no punch to it when it does that at all. So that's why I'm like teetering on a 4.5 on the S big scale, because, man, that abrupt ending really just. And and the obviousness of it all, like it is more than obvious, guys. You're going to be like, the only reason you will not guess this is because you would not believe that it would be this obvious. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're like, they're not even trying. Like, so, yeah, if you like seeing random, weird kind of hidden gem slashers that have an element of slasher and not a whole lot of it, but you still kind of want to find the outer fringes of this kind of stuff and you like to collect that kind of stuff. This is one of those movies, I think, that you could watch, still enjoy, and fill your collection with. Like, Christina, was I not laughing the whole fucking movie? You were laughing almost to the point where I was very annoyed. <laughs> she was kind of annoyed, but she hadn't eaten. So when mama doesn't eat <laughs> and it's time for bed. It was time for bed. I was tired. <laughs> anyway, um, I would love to hear what you guys think about this. I'm going to go over some of the uh, extras that I watched in this movie. There was an interview with uh, one of the uh, cast members who is the, the ex-wife of, of Roger, who is the main guy the police officer guy uh-huh who uh jerry ray mansfield plays susan she's in there she didn't they did an interview with her and it is pretty fun she's like telling the whole story about how they got together and i'll get over that in a little bit here a lot of a lot of extra stuff about the movie that i think that she filled in and i was kind of at first i was like why do they have her on there she's like the least talked about actress in the movie you know like she's not the biggest star in the movie because she's got <clears throat> stories. Yeah, because she got married to Scott Mansfield, and she's really good at telling stories. So that's a really nice treat. They also do kind of the uh, special effects with the guy who did it, who comes from a really interesting background. He was like a trucker at the time. They talk about that. That's really good. This is a brand new 2K restoration from the original film negative. So it's it's lossless DTS HD master audio 1.0. You got... Optional subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing. You got new uh, commentary by the Hysteria Continues podcast, which is a slasher podcast. Shout out. They have like an image gallery, original trailer, and the original Who Fell Asleep screenplay that you can kind of read, but you have to put it in your your computer to get it. So, and then, and of course, they have the irreversible sleeve with the original artwork and the newly commissioned artwork by Ralph Krause, which I really like the new artwork. I think it really kind of like... It's fitting. It sells it really well. Yeah, it sells it. The first one is cool for its time, but it is... It's dated. It is a little dated, and I think this really kind of gives it the flair that it needs. But other than that, we do have some trivia that we're going to talk about that I kind of watched in this extras and stuff like that and also researched. So if you don't want anything spoiled and you haven't seen the movie, you can always come back to us. It is on sale at MVD Entertainment, so you can find that in the links below. But other than that, here is your warning. So 
Dick Budkiss played for the Chicago Bears, like I mentioned. In the movie, he even plays football. Yeah, they have a whole football scene. Oh yeah, my God. which apparently was much longer. They cut it out a lot. Well, that's good because it's still long. So is his dick, apparently, because oh they God. talk about that. that. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a perfect segue into the next piece of trivia. How long is Dick Buckkiss's dick? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, they didn't talk about that. What we're referencing when we say that, by the way, there's a specific scene when the guys are playing football and the girls are all sitting around each other. They're talking about sex again, of course. Because that's all women talk about. And one of the girls is like, oh, my God, he has the biggest hands. But they're like, oh, my God, Roger's got the biggest hands. And the other girl's like, yeah, you know what they say? Big hands, big something else. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the other girls is like, imagine Joe's hands, which is Dick Budkiss. And his wife is like, hon, I wasn't born smiling. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, girl, get it. <laughs> oh, man, that shit made me fucking laugh. I was cracking up. Obviously. They can get away with anything, right? They can oh say whatever. <laughs> Dying. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just being silly, all right? Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought it was interesting. He's wearing the same number as he did for the Bears, number 51. Good gag. And uh, the you know the 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 montage that we were talking about earlier that's like really crazy, where they have like you know board games, picnic, and uh, watching movies. Is, mm-hmm. You know, there's a a movie that came out in 2017 called Housewife Alien versus Gay Zombie, which I've never heard of <laughs> this the by the fuck? way. <laughs> Apparently, it is a movie that that spoofed that whole fucking scene. Are you serious? Because they thought it was so bizarre. And it really is. It really is. I kind of want to see that now. I know. That's what I'm thinking, too, because I'm like, if they are cutting that deep, then this might be maybe a funny movie. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's called Housewife Alien versus Gay Zombie. So check it out if you guys want it. Um, The name Who Fell Asleep, which was the original title of this movie, was named it because the director found a tombstone because he loved going to the graveyards, which I mentioned. On one of the tombstones, it said Who Fell Asleep On and the person's name. And it and he fell in love with that. Okay, he loved the saying. And as a tribute to that moment, he wanted to title this movie that name. But because it's not really distribution worthy, as we know, Who Fell Asleep doesn't sound like a movie I want to go see that is involving killers and board games and shit. Maybe she just wrote a book. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Does seem kind of like a romance drama, right? Right. But yeah, they changed it, obviously, to Deadly Games, which I think is better. They couldn't get Monopoly to sign off on it, so they had to make that board game that you see in the game. So that is exactly what that looks like. Is like they have different properties with different like Frankenstein and fucking and then like a D and D dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Also, like, another reason why they wanted Dick Budkiss in it was not just because he has a huge cock, but also because Scott Mansfield wanted to work with people in football. It was like a dream of his. So he had Dick Budkiss in it. You know, one of the big guys. You know, uh, Scott Mansfield actually married Jerry Ray. After the movie, and they got married in Monterey. Funny thing about this movie is, is that, as I was telling you before, in 1979, in December-ish, they started filming, and probably somewhere at least by the middle of, you know, the 80s, 1980. Mm-hmm. 
they finished this movie or whatever, and they didn't get the distribution. They only got some sort of international rights or something like that, which really upset Scott a lot. So much, in fact, that not only did they edit and cut up his movie the way he didn't like it, they did everything differently than he wanted, and it really it upset him a lot. But he wanted to at least let people see the movie in theaters, you know, because at the time, this is a big thing. So because he didn't get the distribution, he ended up buying the rights back to the movie from oh. from the distributor. Wow. And then made his own production company, not production company, a distribution company called Monterey Home Video. It's named after where they got married. Oh. And they got married by this tree on a cliff and they put that in the picture of their logo. So that's what they did. Now, Monterey Home Video is has done a lot of underground titles. In fact, Scott, and I thought this is really cool. Scott did this because he wanted to have other movies that were, you know, low budget to be able to be shown in theaters. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to help give them their dream that he got taken away from him. Right. Oh, that's cool. And the fact that he, <clears throat> I just think it's really cool that not only did he buy his own home video company to be able to do that and be able to distribute that so other people would see it. You know, he bought the rights to his own movie and then another helped out other people. I just think that's really cool. That is really cool. He did the Grim Reaper. That's one of the movies they did. Frightmare and a bunch of others. Like when he first started the company, apparently he had eight movies already ready to distribute. Oh, wow. Because his wife was like, Scott, you can't start a video company like that. The only ones that are doing that is a porn industry. And you can't do that unless you have movies. And he's like, oh, I already got eight. So he, like instantly, like this is he was destined to do this. So he helped out a lot of a lot of movies get the exposure they needed. I think it's super fucking cool. Makes me feel kind of bad that I wasn't a huge fan of this movie. <laughs> uh, it's okay because it led to this, you know. Right, like that happens a lot. That's super cool, man. You know, like, um, but that's pretty much it for the trivia. I mean, there's other things that I learned about this, you know, through all of the extras and stuff, which I urge you guys to check out. It's actually really cool. I started to listen to the podcast a little bit. Um, I kind of jumped in the middle just to kind of, I just wanted to get some information on some stuff, but they are very entertaining and it's a really great commentary on there. So if you do pick it up, it is worth listening to. So now let's talk about some of our favorite scenes and we'll wrap this little bitch up. Well, there's the opening scene where it's literally just a lady dressing <laughs> and it's just like tits, tits, Wait, tits. Hold on. You got to explain that a little bit better. What? what? First oh. of all, got to get everybody into the mood. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut, I was. I said tits. Yeah, you can't just shove it in there. Like, what? you got to fucking, like, ease it in. Rub it onto the outside. Stop. It's fucking gross. People are eating. <laughs> okay. There's this lady, right? She's like addressing. Draw it out, Christina. Yeah. And then her phone rings. The phone rings. She answered it. And it's like, what did he say? He's like. <laughs> yeah, he's like whispering shit. in the phone. This is the other thing I was thinking about, too. I was like, oh, yeah, they don't have cell phones. <laughs> Duh. So, so they actually had to put a fucking phone booth. This house is in the middle of nowhere in the top of a mountain for real in real life. Right. Like, which was a pain in the ass for them when they were doing production because they had to go up and down this mountain, uh-huh. which was like 10 minutes, 20 minutes out of the way. And it was like a bad choice, but he loved the setting and everything like that. And and so the guy's calling her on his cell phone. And it, you know what I mean? Inst- uh, phone, not cell phone. Phone. <laughs> Sorry. So, ta- <laughs> telefono. <laughs> go ahead. What, so didn't she like hang up on him? Well, first she, then... she didn't explain this well. She went outside. Oh. She comes home. I don't even remember exactly what, what she's doing. 
But you, you can kind of see that someone's following her. He's the board guy with the hand glove and stuff. Apparently, Mask. he brings the board game with him, and he just plays while he's outside at the phone booth because he was instantly there. <laughs> and, and we don't have cameras, and we don't have cell phones, and there's no Wi-Fi. No security. Yeah. So he, he's doing everything right there in that little phone booth. But she goes outside. And she's like, man, it's been a rough day. I might as well whip out my tits. I need to take off my shirt. And rub them in the moonlight, which I think everybody who's seen this movie loves and adores. Uh, <laughs> dude, me and Christina are like, what? What the fuck's going on right what now? What the fuck is going on? Nobody does that outside their back window. Most women are fucking scared of fucking just being outside yeah i know like you don't they close their window unless you're like i guess there's somebody you want to see i mean you know this is a kinky movie so uh yeah maybe she's into the whole you know anyway so doesn't somebody else call she hangs up on the guy and then somebody else called and she's yeah, her friend and she's like <laughs> he's like she was like oh you know it kind of made me horny when he was doing and like yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is totally written by a man before we knew it was written right. by a man. Uh, <laughs> it is totally man fantasy. But, yeah, so she's like, yeah, are you going to come over later? Because I'm kind of in the mood now or something like that. I think I forget what she said. I forget, too. And then she, I forget, she goes out to the car for something, and that's when the guy pops up. She see, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> She sees a hand on the ceiling in a sh as a shadow. And then she's like, okay, that's weird. What's going on? So she slinks out slowly out of the car. And he's literally sitting on the ground in front of the car with a flashlight and his hand over the fucking flashlight. Making <laughs> shadow puppets and shit. <laughs> this should turn her on up and yeah. make a little doggy. I'm a little dog. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of, uh, it was uh, Kentucky Fried Movie. They okay. have this part <laughs> where he's like trying to talk sexy. And she's she's like, oh, you're nuts. And he's like, ha, ha, surf you Look, He's like doing <laughs> hand puppets and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it, despite the silliness of that, it is actually well shot in that moment. And it's weird because he's not like instantly trying to kill her. It's like he's playing with her and toying with her. And it. There was a couple of moments where she were like, ooh, I don't know if she should say that. Like, she was like, oh, what are you trying to rape me? Oh, uh, I'll, yeah, make you, she's she's like, mm, I'll make you feel good. And then she starts crying. And it's like kind of like, Ugh. yeah, it's kind of cringy. What happens, though? Oh, she's... he chases her upstairs, never touches her, by the way. Oh, he right. does. He does punch out the window and like grab her. Right. Kind of like uh, Laurie Strode in the first uh, 2018 right, Halloween movie. She gets away and she goes up the stairs, right? She starts screaming and then her, her herself and her alone falls backwards out a window. She throws herself out the window, essentially. Yeah. And breaks her neck. And we're like, what the fuck? Okay. Next scene is all the girls, all these people that live in the neighborhood or whatever are... <laughs> I think it's them sitting at a diner or something like that. Or no, no, no. It's the next scene is Roger, the policeman, talking to some lady who just shows up at the crime scene, literally where the body is, mm -hmm. acting nonchalant, and you don't know who she is. And he's like, oh, you know, I've seen, you know. And he's a cop. Yeah, he's like, I've seen uh, women in Vietnam throw themselves on the ground, kill themselves, suicide this way, you know, crazy, blah, blah, blah. And. He goes inside for something and he's like, what are you doing in here? The same woman. 
And she's like, I use the front door like most people do. Because I'm her sister. I'm her sister. Totally nonchalant. I don't care if you've known her for five fucking minutes. You're not fucking acting that nonchalant that your fucking sister just died and her body's right right in front of you. Right. That is so weird to me. You know what I mean? And that happens throughout this entire, entire film. Entire movie. That's what we were talking about when we say. Um, that's when the, the cop, not only does he hit on her, they make a date at the crime scene. They think she killed herself, but they don't want to rule out murder. But he picks her up at her sister's fucking crime scene. <laughs> Not only that, later on, he keeps popping up, just chilling in the living room without yeah. her knowing, like, jump scaring She's her. like, oh, I'm going to go take a shit. And she farts she's real like, loud. Oh. And then she's like, oh, my God, a log fell out. And then fucking he's like, hey, what are you doing? And she's right. like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? It's not your house, remember? <laughs> Got me there, Susan. Oh. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah, dude, if somebody just started showing up and was hiding in the dark in my fucking house, I don't care if they were a cop, but if you also tried to hit on me while I was fucking at my <laughs> sister's fucking crime scene, I don't think this is a stable guy. You know what I mean? There is something fucking wrong. <laughs> But he keeps showing up out of the out of nowhere. There's this other guy named Billy Owens, who he's friends with, who runs the local theater that nobody goes to, apparently, who only shows horror pictures. Coincidence that the board game has horror characters on it? I don't know. <laughs> How are we going to figure this one out, Scooby? <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for you damn stupid <laughs> bitches and your meddling cunts. <laughs> Did you like any of the kills? Cause it uh, well, I'll get to that. I, the reason oh. I'm bringing this up is because there's this conversation where they're playing football and they see Billy at, you know, because like Roger and Billy are close friends. I don't know if they're brothers or they never really explain. Maybe right. they did, and I was just too busy laughing the whole time. I don't know. But Billy and him, for the sake of it, have a very brotherly relationship. Some would almost say a menage a trois sort of thing going on in this movie by the end. Right. <laughs> With Keegan, uh, because she gets all, like, in the middle of that fucking cock sandwich. And um, I don't know. Apparently, they just know each other. And she sees him. They all see him smoking at the fucking football uh, thing or whatever and they're all gossiping about him and she's like who's that over there and he, she's like oh that's Billa, Billy that's Billy he's got asthma and Keegan's like well why isn't he playing and she's like well he can't run he can barely breathe as he's chain smoking <laughs> cigarette after fucking cigarette <laughs> boy did we really not know about cigarettes back then I guess they're, they've got healing properties they can make <laughs> Coats the lungs so you feel it better. Coats the lungs. Helps your asthma. <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> cigarettes are good for you, kids. <laughs> Get your asthma in check. But I just thought that was so bizarre. Like he just smokes the whole fucking movie, like right. chain smokes. Nonstop. And if you guys gotta understand, when you make these movies, when they do cigarette takes, they have to light a new cigarette and put it at the same point that you were left off at. It's always this like kind of to keep the continuity of it. Mm -hmm. So he had to always have a lit cigarette in his mouth this whole fucking movie. In all of these different scenes if they had to redo it. Do you Gross. understand what I'm saying? And if you've ever smoked a cigarette and you've ever just kept it in your mouth, it's terrible. It's nasty. It's just terrible. I can't believe I smoked. Yeah, well, Ugh. 
Welcome to a, yeah. I, don't, I can't believe you could either. I was always pissed when you asked me for a goddamn cigarette. <laughs> I'm like, what the, you don't even smoke, you faker. <laughs> not faker. That's what I called her. I was like, you're faker, dude. Anyway, and eventually she quit <laughs> after enough berating and shitting on her. <laughs> enough love to go around for anyone that you hate. Oh my God. Kidding. Uh, anyway, so. What was the first kill? What was the first kill that we were... That was the, the girl the, falling out of the window. Yeah, the sister, and then... And there was some girl that got, like, buried. Yeah, and then there was a girl who got uh, tied to the bottom of a pool. That was the weirdest fucking kill, yeah. dude. Yeah, it was stupid. So there's this scene where this girl is... I think it's Mary Adams. I don't even know who it is. doesn't matter. She Yeah, yeah. It was Mary Adams, right? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Because they had that party, the sex party. It was from the sex party. It was after yeah, the sex party. Yeah, it was after. Party. Yeah, the killer went into the into the fucking pool and waited for her to get in. So right. then he could tie. With a fucking coat hanger. I'm like, what's he going to do? Give her a fucking bad abortion? Abortion. <laughs> and then he like, and then he ties it around her leg really tight. And I'm like thinking to myself, okay, what is he doing? Are we fishing? Pulls her leg down so she can't swim up and ties it to the drain at the bottom of the pool. And I'm thinking to myself, why would she not be able to get out of that? Right. Well, she didn't. Yeah, she drowned. Because obviously she's stupid. She's a woman. Dude, you could totally. Women don't know how to swim. If he could do it with his hands. She could untie it. Right. It's not like it's not like he's Superman and he's tying fucking prison bars around her legs. I think they were just trying to be clever with the kill. Probably. It was terrible. And now we're just overthinking. Maybe. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of kills that you didn't really get to see in the movie. Uh, I wish you could have seen a little bit more, but you know, like I, I really liked the killer aesthetic. I thought he was good in those moments, whoever it was. Uh, we find out that it was two people by the end. It was creepy. It was creepy. Um, creepy, rapey. To no surprise, really, because we kept they kept going back between Roger, who's constantly in people's houses that he shouldn't be in, and the other guy who's constantly smoking. Yeah. And the other guy didn't smoke, so that's what they're 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 trying to throw you off the scent right by using cigarettes as that fucking you know distractant who would have thought it was the both of them yeah and i knew it was oh, like yeah, we, I, well we, we knew at least it, it was like, roger we called it at least a half an hour in right like, well after this the fucking menage a trois fucking like uh montage right. where they're like rolling around on the ground together but technically she's only interested in roger right but you wouldn't know the difference because it looks like they're all sucking each other's dicks well, that's what that town does, apparently. <laughs> There's that scene where Dick Buckkiss was like, Joe, he's like talking about all these different people at the party. And it's just like super gossip girls. Like, I don't know what you want to call it. <sighs> that's a good name for it. <laughs> but it was. They made everybody was just really gossipy. And yeah. They, like it, it had no realistic element to it whatsoever. Well, that is realistic, I guess. That's how people are. If you think about it okay people gossip a lot right well yeah that's true but not in this way they could have went about it It did seem kind of not authentic but yeah that yeah that's exactly it the seemed a little overwhelming actually like yeah. i i could see in a couple of individuals being this way mm-hmm. but not all of them right <laughs> you know but i guess if they all you know one duck fucking hangs out with the other duck birds of a feather <laughs> stick together yeah they fucking gossip together <laughs> anyway we do have another movie to talk about um that oh, thank god yeah i know well there's a lot to say about that one this one's not going to be so much i think right um we have another movie that we're going to talk about which is from troma 
You can pick this up, of course, from MVD Entertainment. We'll have links down below for that. But it is... Surf Nazis Must Die. On Blu-ray, baby. Just came out. When the son of a gun-welding woman is murdered by neo-Nazi surf punks (laughs) in a post-apocalyptic future, his mama hunts them down for some bloodthirsty revenge. Tagline, the gnarliest cult comedy surf action adventure ever. That's the tagline. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. The story was written and directed by Peter George, who did Young Goodman Brown from 1993 and produced Skate Nazis Must Die. What? There's a Skate Nazis Must Die? Yeah, but I don't, I think it was a straight to video release. There wasn't, the picture wasn't even up on the IMDb. I've just never heard of it. Yeah, me either. All right. Uh, all right, and this movie stars Gail Neely, who plays Miss Washington, the mama. Mm-hmm. She was in The Naked Gun Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, and Earth Girls Are Easy. Barry Brennan, who plays... We it, just watched Earth Girls Are Easy a yeah, little we bit. Yeah, we did. It was on fucking... What was it on? I think she was the neighbor. No, no, no I'm saying... Oh. Look, what so, was it on that we were watching? Pluto? Oh, it was, yeah, it was on one of the, the free streaming services okay, I pop yeah. on when I can't fucking figure out what to watch. Because we were laughing at some of the parts in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty weird movie. Yeah. It's it's better than this one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, Barry Brenner plays Adolf. He was in Maniac Cop 1 and 2. Mm. Makes sense? Yeah, okay. Well, okay. yeah, I, I know who it is. Yeah. And he was in Hit List from 1989. Okay. Don Wildsmith, Wildsmith plays Eva. So this is a bit like a scream queen. Okay. For the mid 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was in Star Slammer, The Tomb, Evil Spawn, The Phantom That's Empire. another trauma release, Evil Spawn. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phantom Empire, Beverly Hills Vamp, which I think I talked about last week. Uh, Wizards, Wizards of, of the, the Demon, Demon Sword. Sword. Yeah. Uh, Evils of Night. It's a Life 3, Island of the Life. Oh, okay. yeah. Cohen films. Warlords, Jacko, Teenage Exorcist. Wow. And so much more. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's a, like a lot of trashy films there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which I'm not, I say that in an endearing way. Oh, yeah, way. totally. Good for, you know, go for her. Tom Shell, who plays Smeg, went on to direct films. Smegmalob. 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 <laughs> Do you know what that is? Ew, no, I don't want ah! to. Yeah, guys. No, stop. Be no. sure to tell her what it is. No, I'm see. okay. I'm fine. You don't need to tell me. I know what it is. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. Okay, so Tom Shell went on to direct films such as Revenge for Daddy, Pom Pom Murders, Dying to Be a Cheerleader, and so much more. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know he became a director. Yeah. Joel, Joel Heil, he plays Hook. He was in Deadly Friend. And- oh, he was the neighbor friend. Yeah. And Terminal Velocity. I remember that. Yeah, dude, Deadly Friend is a movie that we need to watch badly. Yeah, we do. I've been talking about it. Yeah, maybe we'll do that with like Monkey, like Blue Monkey or something like okay. that. Okay. Uh, Bobby Breesy, who plays Smeg's mom, uh, was it? <laughs> Smeg Shut up. Le- Smeg the mom. Like she didn't even have a name. That was her name. But anyway. <laughs> Mausoleum. She was also a scream queen. She was in Ghoulies. She was in Ghoulies. She was in Mausoleum. She was in Evil Spawn, and she, you know, Santa I know Barbara. her. I know her in both Mausoleum and Ghoulies. She was the older woman that 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 gets into the girls, the young girl in Mausoleum. She's yeah. Ghoulies. She was one of the women that uh, 
is at the party, but I just, I, I don't know. They all, there's that whole weird scene where they're wearing the sunglasses or whatever. But yeah, holy shit, dude. I didn't even realize that. Yep. That's crazy. Couldn't find a budget on this, obviously. But uh, what did you think of Surf Nazis Must Die? I hated it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. But okay, let's let me give you a little preface on this, okay, guys. I always used to love trauma. I've always kind of I've come from there when I, you know, trauma's like one of the places that a lot of us kids went to before the internet because it was the biggest, most well-known underground place that fought to get its distribution everywhere it did. It became a distribution company for films so that it could be put in different fucking places you know, like rental stores and get them into these things because nobody wanted fucking trauma. And I respect them, mad respect for them for fighting for that and doing what they did because a lot of the stuff that they did, you know, it's not like they're billionaires, okay? They're not super rich, but they've made it enough that Uncle Lloyd, who you will never find another human being like Uncle Lloyd Kaufman, (laughs) they just have one of the wildest catalogs And he's one of the most wildest, weirdest, interesting people that, you know, there's there's something sleazy and kind of also charming about him. You know what I mean? And I just had a lot of my youth with a lot of those trauma treasures. A lot of people call them trash films, like different levels of trash, stuff like that. Some are bad. You know, some are really bad. Some are garbage, Uh, but they're all trauma. And it's like kind of they cut this niche little market out for themselves with a lot of memories for people who wanted to see weird cinema that they couldn't find anywhere else. And I just want to start with that because a lot of their films were very over the top. Some of them were actually played straight. Like there's a movie called uh, The House on Cemetery Hill, which they changed the name of. And Lloyd is is notorious for doing that. He did that with this movie, by the way. He changed it to Dead Dudes in the House, which I could not remember the name of the movie, and I knew it wasn't Dead Dudes in the House. So because he changed the name, I couldn't find the movie for literally like <laughs> fucking 20 years. And then I finally did. Until was, the internet? Yeah, because I, <laughs> I ended up buying the VHS because I thought it didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the name of the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> but now he calls it Dead Dudes in the House. Anyway, long story short, a lot of their movies that go over the top, anything goes... No joke is too much. No joke is not included in the pile of bad ones, you know, but they always have been the kind of this this charm to their movies and they sort of continue to pump that out today. I haven't watched and kept up with a lot of their films because they do pump out quite a bit and some of the humor doesn't fall on me as much as it used to when I was younger, um, probably because I'm spoiled with a lot of different movies and probably because my my tastes have changed a little bit. But Surf Nazis Must Die, which... Lloyd coined must die. It was just called surf Nazis, by the way, is one of those movies that you saw on the shelf and thought, my God, this has to be a gem. It has to be the most hilarious, weird movie about a group of Nazi surf punks being hunted down by one badass mama whose son is killed. Has to be gold, right? Well, unfortunately, it is not what I remember, unfortunately. And I have the VHS literally in my hand right now. It's a, yeah, it's displayed on our wall. I haven't watched it forever, okay? Um, so this is the first time I've seen it in a while, and I have to say that this is not going to be a movie for most everybody. For most normal, casual watchers, for people who are new to trauma, I don't think this is going to be the one. It might be one that might attract them just by the name alone, because that name is amazing. Surf Nazis Must Die. Oh, yeah. You, you totally. will never forget that name. 
Because one, it's got Nazi in it. And you're like, whoa, 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 calm the fuck down. <laughs> and then you say must die. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Like, then it's not as threatening, right? <laughs> like, fucking Uncle Lloyd fucking disarmed it, you know. Um, but rewatching the movie, it, it was kind of a chore a little bit for me. You know, it, it's kind of boring and it's not the least bit over the top humor at all. And sort of it is over the top, like, but it's not like. I don't know how to explain it. There's a lot of dead space. There's not a lot of jokes. It takes itself a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. Trying to be a drama or something. Yeah, like it. it's like there's some things about it that are really unique and cool that I do like about it. Like I like just the lore of it because it's kind of like, oh, they got these guys that are all named after fucking real Nazi people. You got Adolf. You got uh, Mengele, who's like named after the scientist named Mengele or whatever. They're just mm-hmm. taking the piss out of it. You know, he did not have the Adolf character did not even have the mustache. He had a mustache, but not the mustache. So they knew not to go too far, I guess. Even Uncle Lloyd in the beginning will tell you that this is way ahead of its time. And I agree with it. You know, having a black woman hunt down a bunch of fucking Nazis is way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and he made some jokes about it. He was like, yeah, we, you know, this is so ahead of its time that we don't have anything like that with a uh, Trump in office or anything like <laughs> He's like, but anyway, I'm freaking out because I'm in COVID and I'm going to die and I'm freaking out and I haven't been outside the house. I'm going to jump in the pool. And then he jumps in the pool and it's just like, it's just Lloyd being Lloyd, you know? It's crazy opening to that um, Blu-ray. He, he always does his intros, you know right. what I mean? That's just like stick. It's always kind of nice, you know? kind of like him being the you know the elvira for the movies you know what i mean but i don't know this is not class of nukem high levels of fun that it should have been in my opinion it's just a film that you can look at and say who the fuck came up with this idea oh trauma makes sense okay but it's actually peter who came up with it peter george mm-hmm. he was ahead of even trauma on this one so you gotta give him credit where credit's due i just didn't it was a little bit of a hard watch there's some yeah. good moments in it sprinkled into it, but they are few and far between. And those dry spells are very, very dry. Like it could have been edited down, uh, could have been edited down uh, quite a bit. You know, I love them for it, but don't get me wrong. But this is a hard one to make make it through. I'm glad that I own it. I'm glad that MVD sent it to me because it's just an insane movie that somehow got made and it's a part of history in some ways. It's also one of those movies that a lot of people grab off the shelf because it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Just the title alone that that even got made is, right. is just insane to me. Like, I love that. It's like, hey, let's do a punk movie on the beach. But instead of them being vampires like fucking Lost Boys, let's make them surf Nazis. So there is a little bit of fun to be had in this, though. There is some a little bit of gore, mostly just like knives stuff and like explosions and stuff like that. It's kind of an action film. Uh, not really great fights but you'd expect that with this kind of movie better actually better fights than i was expecting to be honest Mm -hmm. you know you would think of like kids playing in their backyard kind of style but this is a little bit better they actually had some choreography (laughs) a little bit yeah Just a little. <laughs> uh, but I will say, you know, seeing it on Blu-ray for the first time did bring back some memories and made me kind of think about doing more trauma stuff that I haven't seen in a while because we've only done a couple of their movies, you know. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, I think there's, <laughs> I, you'd be surprised. There's some good ones I in remember, there. And I would I've, love. I've watched it in my teenage years. I would I've love watched. to go through the Citizen or the Toxie movies. And like, mm-hmm. there's other ones, too, that are really good. Like Kabuki Man was actually really fun. And that was a later one. Or Tromeo and Juliet. Or mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. There's a ton. Redneck Zombies. 
There's the one that fucking, what's his name wrote? That's in the Marvel universe now, or the DC and Marvel universe. Oh, that's right. Because he did Suicide Squad and he also did uh, the Marvel, or the um, Star-Lord. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, thank you. Uh, he did those, James Gunn. So he did some work with Trauma and that's where he came from. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. The extras were actually pretty decent. I did enjoy those quite a bit. There's a lot in there that aren't, you know, dedicated to the movie. <laughs> and if I think if you had the DVD release of this, you're going to get all the pretty much the same content that you would get for the Blu-ray because it's all, it was all down res stuff. There were some interviews with the director, uh, producer. Uh, they had like a new interview with uh, some other guys that were uh, from another they had like a podcast that does the like commentary for it. I think that's like interviewing uh, the director from like the DVD that they released and stuff. Some deleted scenes that has some commentary over top of it. And then there's like a bunch of extra stuff that Lloyd threw on there for like, you know, just like March promotion. There's, you know, Tromaville cafe, soul of trauma, gizzard face trauma now promo and, you know, just a bunch of stuff on there. Um, but it looks really good. It's not like super mastered or anything like that. It looks like it's fully remastered is what they say, but there is, you know, in the beginning, it's always a little rough because the film gets a little degraded in the, in the, on the ends of the reel. So, but yeah, it looked really good. So if you're a fan of this movie and you want to pick it up, like I said, we got links down below for MVD entertainment to pick it up. Um, Christina. Yeah. What did you think of this film? Well, Alex. I was kind of disappointed. It was very disappointing. I know because we picked this first because we wanted to laugh because right. we had a bad day that day. And you're you're like expecting like this ultimate revenge movie. And I mean, it kind of is. Uh, well, it's more about dude surfing than anything. Right. It's more. There's about a lot of cuts to that surfing, yeah. which is cool if you like to watch that stuff. But <laughs> it's cool. The best part of the movie was the Miss Washington character. Who yes, Mama Washington? Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah, and funny. And you would think there'd be, you know, the movie would be more about her and what she's going through, but she's like barely in it. Yeah, she's kind of like a <laughs> it's like a side character. She's like a ninja doing things to them, but you never see her. Yeah, and I also like that she's an older woman, like an elderly woman. It, it's not just you know. Just well, it's interesting. Lady. I got some trivia on it. Oh, good! I can't wait to hear. It takes forever to get to the point, too, right. on everything. And then you forget what the point is or what they're trying to get it to because so much time has passed in between. Okay. You were like, oh, yeah, that person died. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Did you think it was funny at all? Like, did you laugh at all? One of the kills was okay really quick. Um, But not, I'm sorry, not much really happens. And it's such a great title. One of the kills was really good, but it was so fast and that it's like it takes forever to get to the point. I don't know. I gave it two out of ten. I really wish it was better. I'm glad we own it. It is like you yeah, know, one of those. It's not one stuff. that I like, watch a lot, but like if one of my nephews came over and was like, well, "What's that?" I would let them watch it. Right. You it know, is definitely to... better admired with pizza and beer. Yeah, and with friends. It is. Like, it's a background friends. kind of movie that you can just kind of like pop on and just see some funny things in occasionally, but yeah. not the greatest film if you are dividing your hundred percent attention to. Exactly. In my personal opinion. Still, fans of this movie and people who collect trauma and like like this classic style trauma stuff, this is one of the bigger distributed titles that they've had. It has been on the shelves since I was a kid, you know, so if you want to collect it, you know, 
I totally understand. And if you're a fan of it, totally 100% salute you guys. Like, it just was not what I was either in the... I'm not that judgmental about movies. I'm actually pretty fucking laid back for the most part. Yeah, you are. I'm more judgmental. We may make jokes and stuff like that for the sake of entertainment and stuff. And there may be some genuinely bad stuff that happens in the film. But this one was really hard to like i don't know it dragged so bad but yeah so but i'm still glad we got to see it it was nice to like kind of relive some of my past with trauma a little bit kind of rekindle some of that love that i had for movies when i didn't have the option to go out and actually get them you know trying to remember what the fuck was i thinking (laughs) (laughs) so but we do have some trivia on it and uh we're gonna talk about a few of our scenes or whatever there is a couple of things that we're going to talk about in this movie that we liked or did not like or wish that was in it or maybe i don't know caught that you might find interesting but if you don't want anything spoiled you can go ahead and pick this up from mvd entertainment by a link below please check that out and give them a follow but uh yeah if you don't want anything spoiled here's your warning So originally the movie was going to be about a bunch of gang members who disturb an old person's home. They burn down the fucking old folks home and then that stars up the chain of events. Okay. But fuck. But the director was sitting on the beach. He lived on the beach, lived near the beach. Oh, lucky. And the director said he started seeing like swastikas all over the fucking place. And he was like, oh, there's a lot of surfing around here. What are there like surf Nazis around here? And uh, he was like, maybe that would be a really good idea for the gang members. And somehow we rewrite it and, you know, it will be about the surf Nazis that that gets triggered by this woman. And she goes out and tries to kill them. Um, Now, surf Nazis, the name surf Nazi is actually an original term from the the 50s. Yeah. So way back, it was considered to be like the uber surf guys the guys were so hard-edged that you know what i mean that they would surf oh like a grammar nazi yes (laughs) exactly 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 like that so they were like the the gatekeepers yeah of of you know surfing and shit like Mm -hmm. that so then they decided to take it literally you know and put it in this movie now the characters like we already talked about we have got ada eva mangala are obvious references to adolf hitler Eva Braun and Joseph Mengele. The term, oh, the wetsuits that they wore in this movie, by the way, they had a hard time getting made because they needed a material that wouldn't wash off because they had Nazi symbols and shit on it. Oh, I see. But it's interesting because, like, they didn't talk about this, but I just noticed it myself. It's like, if you look at the designs of the swastikas on them, these go back to the old Native American style Oh swastikas yeah, I that, that are not back they're backwards right but they're in the same design as the the native american symbol which is if you guys know is the peace symbol and then adolf hitler took it to Stole bastardize it. Yeah. it and because he was a history buff i guess and fucking american history buff at that uh but he took it and then switched it backwards to to resemble not peace so but it was weird that they chose kind of the the Nazi version, but also the native version, because mm-hmm. it you can see like it's got like the extra finger on it on the outside, mm-hmm. so it's not just the, you know, the hat like the side of a fucking rectangle. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I don't know why they did that, but they I guess just to be silly. 
Uh, they didn't say, but the wetsuits that they had, they actually had a hard time making them because the people that were putting them together were like, uh, what the fuck are you guys filming? Like, what are we a part of? We don't know if we want to do this. Right. And he said that they had to do some quick, like, interaction with those people to explain that this is what the movie is about. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So he had to, like, step in and go, no, 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 it's okay. In fact, the the director also had a white van and in the movie, they dress it up like a shark with the teeth and then the shark fin on top. And then they put swastikas all over it. Ooh. It was his van. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he had it changed. And then afterwards, he kept the van and drove around in it regularly without, of course, the swastikas. Oh, okay. I was like, who, who the fuck would do I that? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying nobody would do that. A lot of people that watched this movie really hated it, though. I, I mean, well, I mean, I can understand. Yeah, I know, but it was like there's some mean ones, but I found a couple that were like Jesus, uh, <laughs> like this one from Janet Maslin. Not even the actor's relatives will find this interesting. Oh, <laughs> I think it's funny though. <laughs> Roger Ebert. Oh God. Roger Ebert. Oof. I can't even believe he, he stated that he it. walked out of the film after 30 minutes in. <laughs> so he never even really got to review it. He just couldn't stand it. Because uh, he, he used to put out those books. Right. I remember. Yeah. My friends, some of my friends collected them. Mm-hmm. I just never cared. There's a really good documentary on Netflix about him. Oh, yeah. I really like that. But... Um, well, it's mostly about him and Siskel. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought it was mostly about him. The one I watched was mostly about him. Okay. There might be another one. Anyway. But Anyway. This is a movie that was shot mostly in Huntington Beach, but the surfing scenes were actually done on the northern side of Hawaii. Oh. So they shot all the surfing parts there. I thought it was all like uh, California That's why Huntington you, Beach. That's why you never see that in-between shot. You always see either out in the ocean. Right, or beach. Or beach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, because the waves must have been shit. <laughs> oh yeah, in California. But it was like that's the that's the like the area where a lot of people would uh, surf. Yeah, is like Huntington and all those other areas supposedly. Long Beach, yeah. Yeah, Long Beach. They shot this in Long Beach too. So oh, okay. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the trivia. Aw. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. There isn't. It's not a whole lot. But I I I thought it was kind of interesting some of the stuff they brought up. I didn't listen to the full commentary, but that was pretty fun too. Well, I know the main actress too. She died in two thousand four, so I mean, I would have loved to hear heard more of her perspective of the movie and like why she oh the did it screen and... queen girl no uh, no the main the the oh, older the yeah. black lady yeah what was she yeah. in that recently uh, Earth Girls Are Easy she was in uh so the, the most recent one though I already threw my favorite. it doesn't matter it was okay, a big yeah. movie I just can't think of the name of it is all I'm saying right um but yeah. That would have been nice to see something of hers. Yeah. When did she pass away? Naked Gun Two and a Half. That's the one. Yeah. Yes, she was Mrs. Winhelm. Yeah. 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 Um, Funny lady. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have a couple of scenes that we're going to talk about here. I know this is running a little bit long for you guys, uh, so we won't get into too much depth about it. But there are some things that happened in this movie. Like one of the first things I thought of right off the bat in the very beginning of the movie, there is fucking Adolf. And he is wearing his glasses. He kind of looks like the dude from Three Teeth, actually. <laughs> With, do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're With the round glasses yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? He yeah. totally does. <laughs> <laughs> That's an industrial okay, scene uh, that, you know, we, we were 
kind of a big part of in some regards because of my band and everything. Ten years ago. Yeah, if anybody remembers my band. (laughs) Anyway, he kind of looks like him. I don't mean to be a dick about it. I don't think he looks like him anymore, but anyway. Right. Anyway, so he's like teaching kids. Like they call him Hitler Youth in the thing, but because they used to call kids in Germany that were learning to be Hitler, they call them Hitler Youth. Right. So he calls them the Hitler Youth in this or something like that. And he was like teaching them about surfing. And it's like kind of like Hitlerish kind of. He's like, goofy footers are blah, 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 blah. Sure. But it's funny because that whole scene in the beginning reminds me of Back to the Beach, where this kid, it's it's got some famous singer where they, they used to be like a 50s singer or something. It was a comedy called Back to the Beach. And it was uh, Pee Wee Herman was in it. And he does the, the before it got popular, before he got big and famous. He did the uh, everybody talks about the bird, 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 bird is a word. You don't remember this movie? I know that song. And there was like that 50s thing. And it's like all about them when they're in the future and they're older and they have a kid and the kid goes and like never seen it. He joins the like fucking um, the not the punks, the surf punks. And he's like, my name's Knife now. <laughs> he's like, my name's Knife now, dad. <laughs> He's like, yeah, his name's Knife. And he's like, okay, Knife, Butter Knife, or something like that. And he keeps making fun of his Butter kid. Knife? Yeah. I, I forget. It's, it's been a while, but we really need to watch that because okay. it's, 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 it's one of those it old. It kind of sounds familiar. I, th- I just don't yeah, remember. It's about them trying to like keep their beach or something like that. And like, you know, they used to be these like kids, swing kids, you know, like the 50s. Like, I love that movie. Yeah, like, no, 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 not that kind of swing. I'm talking about beach bingo type shit. Right, right, right. Not swingers or swing kids or whatever. But um, anyway, if anybody knows what I'm fucking talking about, you're God a legend and I love you. Thank you. Anyway, uh, that was the beginning of the movie and that's immediately what I thought of. You got an older black woman who is, is, you know. Moving into retirement community. Because in the beginning of the movie, they show like a lot of the um, like house being burnt down. Because the fucking surf Nazis burned it yeah, down, supposedly. Burning down people's houses. Yeah, they don't really, it don't really connect it, but you kind of assume. Yeah. You know, like. They weren't like upfront about, they were specifically burning down these types of people's houses. Right. And then she, of course, has a son who's working for the oil industry. He goes to the beach one day and bumps into the surf Nazis and they start call- That's another thing. They have some problematic language in the movie that we were like, oof. Just a couple times, which I'm kind of glad they weren't just like spitting it out like yeah, constantly. Yeah, <laughs> they were just spitting dropping it out, the like, n bomb like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I would not. Have, yeah, there's some movies that I rewatch now, and I'm like, oh yeah, like we do that. Watch 48 Hours. Ooh. Holy fuck, you're like, what's this? Who's the guy that's in uh, 48 Hours? It's uh, hey, this is uh, this is uh, Nick Nolte. This oh, is Nick Nolte okay. here. God damn it. And he starts saying the N-word and shit and calling oh Eddie Murphy it. And I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. He's like, you know, man, you're, you're fucking being kind of rude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's a different time, man. It was a different time. And that movie came out in fucking 1982. Wow. So. I did. I didn't like. I appreciated that scene, though, where the 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 son runs into the, you know, older adult son runs into the surf Nazis. and. You don't think they kill him until they go to, they go to the mother. So I like that they didn't blatantly like 
kill him, kill him. They just showed a shot of him like walking into the ocean and them chasing after him. I thought that was that was pretty. Um, well, there's uh, that's the movie's kind of gappy like that anyway. I don't think that was intentional. Oh yeah, well yeah. You know True. what I mean? It's and, almost yeah, like yeah, because then it just gets worse. It's almost like they forgot. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, we're supposed to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll just say we killed him, okay? That's all yeah, we do. They'll figure do. it out after yeah, a while. Give him a, it out. Give him a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just scenes of surfing, right? And then her finding out, and then surfing, and then uh, the Adolf and blah 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 talking, and then surfing, and then. Well, there's this like whole thing about Hook and his hand. He has like yeah, this side. Yeah, you know, like he keeps his hook keeps changing sizes throughout the whole fucking movie. They're like he doesn't he's supposed to have a stub. Well, like they did explain it. Yeah, they did. What was it? Well, he he went up there. There's a guy there who was making his hooks. So he went Mangala, up and he was yeah. like, "That hook didn't work out too good no, for no, you." No, no, I'm talking about how he lost his hand. Oh, I thought he supposedly talking. got his, lost his hand over some fucking thing. Oh, they didn't explain that. I they talk about it for a little bit, but it was just you know very dry talk um but yeah he keeps like there's this like gag going back and forth with him like using his hook and you never really get to see him use the hook in the movie so i was like what the fuck yeah you think he would kill somebody or something with the well hook. he does he does kill one of the one of the i think uh yeah i think he kills leroy i don't even remember her son or whatever oh i don't even no he just uh they alluded to it and then he started running yeah but you just think with something but... as glorious as that hook but maybe they just didn't have the budget. No, Alex, we need to show surfing, okay? They did show like These a couple surf of surf Nazis, and they need to be surfing. Well, like I, I love the part where they, they there's like more than just one gang. There's like there's like all these gangs, including like like uh, the like Southeast the, Asian gang, the ninja gang. Yeah, like it's like really really like over the top. There's like the hairstylist gang that they're like the surf bros. That like talk like this. They were like trying to make it the warriors or something. You right. know what I mean? Like the where it's they call them the those... tubulars, and then there's like the other guys, and then it, it's really ridiculous. But they like in the beginning of the movie, he's like, "Look, we need to team up together because we need to take back the beaches." And it's kind of like done by force by Adolf from the Nazis, and they don't want anything to do with it. And then people start dying. So they like join up forces to try to take out the surf Nazis once and for all. And like, that's part of the story. Meanwhile, part of the reason that they're feuding with each other is because big mama is causing all this behind the scenes, but you never see her light their boards on fire. You never see all these things that are happening until the, she shows up at the very end. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know what I've been doing? Know all those mistakes that have been happening for you? All that bad luck you got? Well, that's been me the whole time. And it's like, oh. She, like, throws some grenades mm -hmm. and kills two of their friends and then chases them with a fucking pistol mm -hmm. across the entire beach. Like... All the way back to her home. All the way back, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You're wrong. No, not. Oh, okay. this. I'm talking about them towards the end of the movie, and it's just down to... Eva and Adolf running away because she threw the grenades and killed Mangala and fucking Schmeg mm -hmm. and Hook or no it was Hook and, and Mangala I forget what happened to Schmeg actually did he die? I don't remember he might have gotten his neck cut because they did show some neck cuts from the other gang members and shit like that which is a little weak sauce but you know it gets the point across at least they used some sort of effect so yeah they did something 
Mama chases down fucking Adolf and Eva, and they hide out, and that's when she tells them her master, she, what she's been doing this whole time. And then they make a break for it, and then Mama goes chasing after him, but they steal boards from some guys, and these guys are, like, knocked down on the ground, and she comes up, and she's like, boy, you look like shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, and they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, where did they go? And he's like, they went out to the beach. And then there's these two guys, by the way, this is a, a trivia bit. There's two guys who were like an old man and like another guy who's like eating a hot dog. And he's like, these hot dogs are shit. Mm-hmm. That's that's Peter George. Oh, The hot right. dogs are shit. That's the director. And then Big Mama shows up and she's like, but you're in luck today, boys, because I'm going to be taking your boat. Uh-huh. And then she goes out on the boat with one of the guys who gets a fucking knife in the back from Adolf. Mm-hmm. They're trying to, first of all, where are you going to go in the ocean to escape Big Mama on a boat? You can't, you know? <laughs> right. So she ends up running over Eva's head and snaps Decapit- her head off. Yeah, decapitating her. Which was like the best kill of the yeah, movie. Yeah, that was the best kill. But it was so Two quick se- and yeah. short-lived. Two seconds. I mean, you see it for a couple of times, but... It, it, it. And then she goes to like run him over and she sees the board snapped in half and thinks she did the work. Mm-hmm. So she stops the boat and then he pops up out of the water like Jason and tries to ch- like pull her in and she's like, have a taste of Big Mama's. <laughs> what did she call it? Pistol? No, she said, "Here, have a taste of Mom Big Mama's cooking." Oh! And she puts the gun in his mouth and blows out his brains, and it sprays her face while she's got a lit cigar in her mouth, and she continues to smoke. And I was like, "Ooh, I wonder if it tastes sugary." Ew! She was probably like, "Yes." She's, you know, because yeah, Caro syrup or whatever that they probably used. I don't know what it was, but I'm sure it didn't taste good on that fucking right. lit cigar. Uh, but yeah, she continues to smoke, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. Doesn't she just go back home or something? Back to the old folks' home? Yeah, another disappointing ending. It wasn't a great ending, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it would have been her in the movie more, I think it would have been a better movie. I do too. I think so too. Do you think because could... she was the most entertaining? Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. She because she's always yelling at everybody. Yeah. Like there was that scene where she goes to get a gun at the at the same pawn shop that the surf Nazis are stealing from. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I need a gun. And he tries to show her that little fucking thing mm-hmm. because she's a woman. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I Her need skin. a gun that's going to blow a honky's head off at 20 paces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said honky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, man, that was kind of funny. And then. Then he's like, I got shotguns. I got grenades. She's like, grenades. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, maybe maybe we just weren't in the mood for it that time. You know, maybe maybe it is. You know, I don't know. Sometimes right. shit like that happens. You know, right. I'll watch a movie and I have no interest in it. And then I'll think about it later and then I'll watch it again. So who knows? It's good. Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't like Office Space the first time I watched it. Oh, really? At all. And then it just kind of grew on me. It grows on you because... Same thing with Idiocracy. Because you were younger, and I think as you get older, movies like that, you understand Yeah, well, because they're made for a certain type of demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Especially people who are working in an office. Exactly. When you're younger, you don't understand. And I was pretty young at the time when that came out. Yeah, we were very young when both those came out. It was the mid-90s. We were still working at, like, stupid jobs. Yeah, like fucking Taco Bell and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I worked at... CBS. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> it was Peoples at the time, but <laughs> where were you working? Taco Bell? 
Yeah, Taco we Bell. We didn't have Taco Bell Taco very Bell early. Taco Bell and Subway. I think we first saw Taco Bell at like 93. Oh, really? When we were in Maryland. Dude, we've, yeah, I we, remember my mom brought it home and she was like, look what I got. Tacos. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? Tacos? <laughs> I remember when Jack in a Box had an outbreak of mad cow disease. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, that happened in Maryland, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's why it shut down, yeah, and you, they didn't have Jack in the Boxes out there after that. Right, I it killed that. The, the industry of them out there. And then when I came out crazy. here, I was like, "Oh my god, they got Jack in the Box! Yeah, what the fuck?" Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> we don't give a shit because there was like one in like D.C. or somewhere out in Baltimore or something like that. They had one, mm-hmm. and then when that Mad Cow scare came out, gone. Mm-hmm. It was instantly gone. Shut it down. Shut it down. Not in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still fed it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, guys, so what do you want to watch next week, Christina? Do you, do you want to watch newer? Do you want to watch, what was the movies that we just mentioned that we need to watch? Blue Monkey, and what was the other one? Oh, Friend, Friend, Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend. Yeah. Can we watch? Let's see if it's up anywhere. Well, you can rent it for $1.99 to $2.99, but I don't know if it's in HD. I think it's only in SD because it's a fucking Screen Factory movie and they didn't release it. That's fine. Deadly Friend, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We're, we'll try this. We'll do Deadly Friend next week from 1986. You can rent that one or, uh, you know, it's a relatively cheap. And then we got Blue Monkey, which is up on YouTube, I know for a fact, that you can watch a copy of it on there. Uh, it is, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's the, it says, AKA Insect Better Version. So it's the hour and 36 minute movie. Mm-hmm. So you can find that on YouTube if you want to watch it. I'd watch it as soon as possible so you don't lose it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll do Deadly Friend from 86 and Blue Monkey from 87. And uh, these are like creature features sort of with robots. Like the my or Deadly Friend is about a boy who puts a microchip in some girl's head. Okay. <laughs> and she comes back and is like a murderous monster. <laughs> and there is a fucking glorious kill scene in this movie. And there's some pretty good lore about it that the movie was never intended to be a horror movie. Uh-oh. It was supposed to be a like kids movie? a kid's movie. Figures. So that makes for like really great cinema, in my opinion, because they have to change things around and it doesn't 100 percent like fit, which but it makes it awesome. And then Blue Monkey is about this like fucking large, like blue cricket looking thing that like goes around a hospital killing people. Oh, OK. And there's like people like have worms in their throat and shit. And they they're their babies like it impregnates dudes in their mouth oh my god <laughs> so jesus it's uh yeah they're both pretty wild movies so i think that it'll be a lot of fun to watch them and we've been meaning to watch them anyway and mm-hmm. you know what every time i taste a little bit of the 80s mm-hmm. every time i try to get out they pull me right back in christina <laughs> <laughs> but anyway guys thank you so much for coming by this week we hope you enjoyed this episode and uh maybe check something out you haven't seen or Pick something up new if you haven't. Please keep an eye on the videos up on YouTube. Helping out with that with a like or a comment or subscribing really helps the algorithm. If you can help out, that'd be great. Otherwise, hope you had a great episode with us today. And as always, long live the voice. So...